What's up, folks? You are tuned into the Failing Frequency. I am Ethan. And I am Mike. And we like talking about Star Trek. We do indeed. And what track are we talking about this week? Uh, not a lot of Trek. We've got some, we've got some real life first contact evidence to go over. Hmm. Uh, we got some, uh, we got some, a little bit of a preview of, of shenanigans to come for New York Comic Con. We've got a little taster of, like, you know, a little morsel of, of an old friend. Uh, and then we'll be talking about this week's episode of Strange New Worlds. Something borrowed, something green. And something we'll, stolen, something green. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It's all. <laughs> you it's did very fucking, well. You got. It's you got seventy-five percent of the words right. Son of a whatever. Uh, yeah. And then we'll uh, and then we'll we'll end things off with uh, with with this week's uh, episode of um, of of very short treks, which is also uh, heavily centered around something green. Yep. And there's uh, time codes for all that in the below, of course. Yes. Yeah. Down. In my underpants. Uh, but before we get into any of that, man, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, I I stopped doing work less than an hour ago, so I'm in a long day at the moment. So I'm I'm fairly Gross. chill. I'm, Gross. I'm just trying to chill and and go along, and very happy that I've got my beer next to me. How about yourself? Mm. How's yeah. uh, fatherhood treating you still? Great. You know, um, poop, poop, um, sick, squealing, squiggling. Uh, and what about the baby? Um, the baby's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the baby. Oh. I was telling you. I was telling Mike uh, before we started recording. We're we're starting to realize that the baby, uh, little peanut, is like weirdly strong for a twelve-day-old baby. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. 12-day-old babies aren't supposed to be able to, to lift their own head up or, like, do push-ups or, like, almost crawl. Uh, but our baby can do all that. Uh, and yesterday, uh, she was, like, crying about something and I was, like, bouncing her, you know, trying to chill her out. And she punched me in the face. You need to, um, you know, start fostering that talent and get her a bench press or you know well, yeah. one of those dun, 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 boxing things oh, <laughs> yeah man. yeah no yeah. absolutely like this this is a like weirdly jacked baby uh yeah uh, that's why one of among her many nicknames we're, we're now starting to call her bam 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 from bam, flintstones bam. Bam, bam. Yeah. uh but yeah man it's all good all good in the oxytocin bubble um the house is a shithole like- yeah. <laughs> like the house is a shit tip. Um cuz like they could cuz we we're, we're doing a lot of like we're doing co-sleeping, we're doing a lot of mm. holding of the baby. Like we have this fucking Moses basket thing here. It barely gets mm. used cuz we just yeah. one of us is constantly holding the baby. So it's just the other one doing some something. Yeah. You know? Uh and then and then immediately tiring out and then we just sit and watch the americans <laughs> that's fair enough 
Sounds like, um, you know, adulthood to me. Yeah, man. Getting tired and just passing out in front of the TV. Yep. Yeah. Pretty great. Ah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. But should we move on to the news anyway? Yeah, man. Let's talk about uh, Star Trek stuff. Mm. Uh, Star Trek news is getting um, is is getting lighter and lighter. I wonder if any um, industry events have got anything to do with that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we got a uh, New York Comic Con coming up. Uh, on mm-hmm. October the 12th to 2, 12, October, fucking Jesus. October the 12th to the 15th in New York City, New York, New York, uh, will be the New York Comic Con. And uh, Paramount Plus and Star Trek are going to be there. And they mm-hmm. have announced that there will be uh, a special advanced screening of an all-new episode from the current season of... Paramount Plus's original animated comedy series Star Trek Lower Decks, mm. uh, which by that date will be some probably like the eighth, eighth or ninth, yeah, maybe seven or eight, isn't it? yeah, some, something like Smart. that. Uh, plus, and this is this is the exciting part, and you know it's exciting because they say it is. Yeah. Uh, plus, more exciting reveals and surprises for Star Trek fans in attendance. My question is, is it pins? In- Probably that's that's what <laughs> the last uh, Comic Con wasn't it? Wasn't it? That was uh, Vegas, or was that that was yep. Star Trek Vegas or whatever? Yeah. But what so else can they pins. announce? San Diego, considering, San Diego. Considering uh, Legacy can't be on the um, started yet, or they can't sign off on Legacy with the strikes on. Um, there's the Section Twenty Twenty One movie, which probably ev- won't ever happen. Still. Um, the Academy series, which can't be cast while the strike's on. Um, mm-hmm. They could show another trailer for Discovery Season 5, but oh, I don't do think that's reckon? a... Uh, yeah, I don't Would think that that's necessarily exciting? a exciting, you know. Would that be exciting, though? No. Maybe um, another about... thing for Prodigy, or Prodigy news on where the fuck it's going. Yeah, oh, hey, um, some guy from marketing... Mm, yeah, so, the whole know, marketing maybe, team on stage. Yeah, oh, maybe the maybe the return of Jill from accounts. Yeah. Uh, oh man, this strike. So there's going to be like photo opportunities. So presumably you'll be able to take the helm of the captain's chair again. Yeah, that they had wrong last time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. yeah, like I say, you know, if you're if you if you're uh, a regular convention goer, or maybe even like a uh, an amusement park aficionado, and you're looking at your backpack and you're thinking, start to get a bit light on pins. Could <laughs> use some extra pins. I'm sure they'll have a load left over. Um... Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh man! Mm. Oh my God! I went to send. I went to New York Comic Con, and they had a bunch of Las Vegas Star Trek Las Vegas pins. Yeah, <laughs> you you laugh, but they have done that at cons <laughs> I've gone to before. Where I, I can't remember what year it was because we're around what fifty seven years, something like that, of of Star Trek, some something like that. Maybe it's it's sixty something. Whatever now, 
And they were still handing out um, Star Trek's 50th year convention stickers and and badges and stuff like that at the con. And I was like, this... Legacy. Why? <laughs> These aren't collector's items. You can't, you can't give this shit away. Um, yeah. leg- it's legacy. It's vintage at that mm. point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, remember Roxanne Dawson? I do. Balana from Voyager. Balana, Balana Torres. Banana mm. Torres. Um, so, interestingly enough, uh, like a lot of Star Trek cast members, Roxanne Dawson would go on to direct a bunch of Star Trek. She directed a couple episodes of Voyager, I believe. Uh, she directed mm-hmm. like one episode of Enterprise a year. Uh, yep. She's not done any new Trek. Um, but I, I, me and my partner, we've been watching uh, The Americans. She did a, mm-hmm. a couple of episodes of The Americans, which is kind of cool. Okay. Um, uh, but recently, she's also done a bit of directing on Foundation. Oh, you watched Foundation? Good. I watched season one. I haven't caught season two yet. Man, I'll tell you what, right? Well, we'll get into it. Um it's a so, good-looking show. It's a cheap it's a f- but good-looking show. Um, see, like I don't think it even looks cheap. No, but it uh, do- that's what I'm saying. It doesn't look cheap, but it's it's made it, on a budget of something like forty million. Whereas you know, Secret War um, was made for two hundred million or something like that. So five times the expense. And it's like okay, right? It's crazy. It's yeah. such a big show, uh, and season two, like. I was a bit meh, but like it got pretty good, and like okay. it ended. It had a big finish at the end of the series. Um, uh, so Roxanne Dawson recently did an interview for Slash Film, mm-hmm. uh, where she talked about you know whether or not she would come back to direct uh, a little bit of that new Trek, a little bit of that NU dash Trek. Uh, mm. She said, "I've thought about it." And they've kindly also come to me with a few of the shows. But I think at the time they were starting to come out, I hadn't done science fiction in a while, and I was trying to move away from that. I didn't feel a need to go back. And then this science fiction show came up, so this was the first science fiction that I'd done in a while. And that's true. She's not done science fiction in a while, but she did do her recent uh, cinematic debut. She, what was she that did one? a film. Uh, it, it's a... Um, uh, uh, it looks like, to put shit. it mildly, a bag of shit. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Roxanne Dawson, as well as being a bit of a weird conservative, mm-hmm. is a massive Catholic. Yeah. Um, and She, she didn't recently... do one of the Dean Keynes or one of those stupid films, did she? No, she did a film. Basically, she did some. She she did some fucking Christian movie about yeah. a person who had a near death experience. Okay. Uh, and yeah, whatever. I think it's, and I think it's it's very interesting that someone who is such a staunch theist mm. would find uh, enjoyment in directing something like Foundation which is highly critical of religion. I think she also enjoys money. Um, she does. Which, um, and... 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Star Trek approaching her wasn't exactly true as well. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like especially season two of Foundation, like you know they. There's a lot of discussion about sort of using the methods and the sort of trappings of of religious indoctrination mm-hmm. to to further the cause of the foundation. Yeah. Um in that show. And it's just I tell you what, man, there is something to be said about the the cognitive dissonance of a good theist to be able mm. to hold one idea in the head and then also um work quite successfully with the the complete opposite idea and be like that's fine yeah i i just think it's incredible you know you look at a lot of the casts of um star trek series and you know we don't know that much about enterprise because they are um blank slates in an inside and outside the show but you know hey, tng you can't say that fucking yeah, reed he's he's you look at a man with all with it with that trucker hat, and that goatee, yeah. and that wallet chain, and you just think that 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 guy's got a story. Yeah, but you know, you look you look at like uh, the TNG crew or the um, or the DS Nine um, people, and none of them are like weirdly conservative or anything like that, as far as I know. Whereas Voyager just just seems to be like, oh no, we we had one cast member that we had to get rid of because they were um, constantly doing drugs. We've got um, Roxanne Dawson, you know, um, is a back the blue conservative. We've got Robert Beltran, who also sticks his foot in his mouth with his conservatism um, mm-hmm. highly. You know, it it's Kate it's Mulgrew very strange. Kate, Kate Mulgrew is a pro-lifer. Yeah. And, you know, that, that set had her um, pissing everyone off because she didn't like Jerry Ryan at all. Um, we had Echeb, who, you know, is a bit of a weirdo. A menace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, menace a menace who deserved to have his eye pulled out, really. You know, it's very <laughs> weird to me that what happened with the casting of Voyager where they were just like, no, we, we, anyone, come on, please. (laughs) Yeah. Um, interesting little side bit about, um, foundation, um, David Goya, when, when Goya approached Roxanne Dawson to do some directing on foundation, uh, Dawson says that, you know, Goya said to her, you know, we're not going to be shooting Trek here. This isn't Star Trek. Uh, and mm. and Roxanne Dawson's like, no, no, I understand. I understand. And then kind of like, but have you actually watched Star Trek? Because it's actually really quite good. Mm. <laughs> Especially now. Like, I like that she's like yeah. trying to distance herself from Star Trek a bit, but then someone even like slightly says anything bad about Star Trek and she's like. Yeah. But but Freaks has talked about the difference of directing, you know, Star Trek when Roxanne Dawson directed Star Trek and the difference of directing it now. You know, mm. Star Star Trek back in the day, when you had to film twenty six episodes in a year, it was shot. You know, there's no lighting on that show. 
that has, you know, everyone's face is exactly the same lighting, you know, whatever scene they're in. Um, it is fully lit. There's not one side of them. You know, no one has this sort of shading on them. No. Everyone is just like, it's all whoosh, blasted light with everywhere. light. Absolutely blasted yeah. with light. The, um, you know, there's there's not a lot of cinematography. No. Um, Cameras are yeah. all very fixed. Yeah. So you can understand a showrunner being like, well, we'll, we'll get you to direct this, but at the same time, you do know the camera needs to move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do it's know like, we have to have lighting. You mean you'll let me move the camera? Oh, Jesus. Well, and oh, also, man. like, that was, it was the 90s. You f- it's easy to forget just how long ago Voyager was made. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like... You know the the difference in in equipment and how light equipment is uh, mm. now. Like you can do a lot with with stuff now, like and HDR as well. So like mm. wherever it is, you know, having a very black thing. Oh, that's not going to work. Having a very black thing next to a very light thing. Um, you know, you couldn't previously do. You'd have to have like fairly close grays or stuff yeah. would be washed out. Um, you know, the equipment and the the whole process has got so much better. Mm. And you get a shitload of ep- uh, money to do a whole lot less episodes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Foundation, very good. Uh, yeah. Roxanne Dawson, still looking great. Um, you know, but also weird film. What's that fucking film called? Hold on. <laughs> Breakthrough, 2019 American Christian drama film directed by Roxanne Dawson uh, is based on the Christian book, The Impossible, an account of true events written by Joy Smith and Ginger Kolbaba. The film tells the story of a St. Louis teenager who slipped through an icy lake and was underwater for 15 minutes before resuscitative efforts were started, although being rescued... He's in a coma, and his family must rely on their faith to get through the ordeal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, if you've got it, good for you. Um, but personally, for me, I like, I like results. I like testable, verifiable results. Um, I like. I like it when people evaluate evidence, and uh, and that is a great segue into the next say. story because there's like hardly any trek this week. Mm. I wanted to talk about this because, as anyone who watches the show knows, one of my pet favorite subjects is stupid conspiracy theory bullshit <laughs> and UFOs. And a couple of weeks ago, Mexico had a uh, did their own little hearing kind of like the americans have been doing and it was quite exciting in the days leading up france and japan announced that they were going to be there yeah uh you know the delegates from around the world are going to come to see what mexico has to say on the subject mm. of ufos slash uaps and i guess with all those delicate the de- delegates those delicate delegates um mexico thought we really need to put on a show. We really need to lie. We need, we, and we, we need, really need our need lies to, to be some, somewhat impressive. We need to pull some shit out of our ass. Uh, and so everyone's probably seen the story of Jaime Malsan's 
weird little, <laughs> weird, weird little cabbage patch mummies. <laughs> Not even, don't even yeah. look anything like a mummy, anything. really. <laughs> yeah. They kind of, they, they look, um, uh, you know, humanoid. They've got like, well. they've got a structure. They've been x-rayed. They've got stuff going on inside them. They've got bones. And they do have yeah. bones. They do have bones. Mm. Um, and and this, you know, a lot of people are like, what the fuck is this? What is this stuff? We need to get this shit tested. Um, and, but it only took literally hours for people online to go, I've seen this guy before. I've seen mm. this guy and his weird little dolls before. Um uh, so these dolls were purportedly dug up between 2015 and 2017 in Peru, uh, and there is, uh, you know, there was there was a there's some documentary footage of him talking about it um, mm. on Gaia. Have you seen adverts for Gaia? Gaia means Earth. I haven't, thankfully. I don't watch it's anything a that's got adverts. Service. It's a streaming service for um for um like hippies. Yeah, well, I, I would say hippies, but more like you know anti-vaxxers who take DMT and um and and think that the new world order is trying to establish a one-world government. Yeah, uh, and also like ivermectin and jade eggs up their assholes. Anyway, these little alien dudes. Don't need to be debunked. These little mummified alien corpses, they don't need to be debunked. Because guess what, Mike? What? They were already debunked in 2021. Oh, no. <laughs> Who would have thought, you know? Yes, in 2021, it was determined that the, um, the dolls um, are quite possibly originals in terms of being quite old. Um, but yeah. they are uh, they they feature a, a fragments of the brain casing of a llama, mm-hmm. um, as well as um, a human tibia bones, <laughs> and uh, and other things. And um, yeah, so <laughs> what I think the fact that they might actually be artifacts, just not alien artifacts. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But... We'll come back to that. We'll we'll come back yeah. to that. Um, but yeah, so this guy has already been debunked a couple of times. Mm. Um, not only were these was this nonsense debunked in two thousand and twenty one, uh, but have you ever heard of the um, the Nazca mummy? From 2017, it rings a bell. Yes. So the Nazca lines, the big, the big, um, like the the big like drawings of of animals that like can mm. only be seen if you're like flying above. They're like an ancient artifact. Yeah. They're amazing. There's um, some in Scotland, but more recent. Yeah, they're they're awesome. And small. Uh, so there was a there was a mummy found near Nazca in 2017, and. This douchebag, Jaime Malsan, immediately started spreading that um, 
this mummy is an alien because it has three fingers and a big old head. Hmm. Um, but guess what? Fake again? Almost. Not fake. Just a little boy. Little boy. Okay. Yeah. Just a just a with a man's movie. head or just a, a no, normal just a, head just, for a... just like like they 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 you know they did some like examinations and they they realized that like you know this is just the mummified corpse of like an adolescent boy. What what a surprise! <laughs> what a surprise that this alien um, isn't actually real, you know. <laughs> But like, like this is the thing. This article here is, like describes Jaime Malsan as self-described UFO expert. That's how you become a UFO expert. Yeah. You make a lot of wild claims. You travel around the world. You alienate your entire family. You, you alienate so- <laughs> them. <laughs> you, yeah. you make it so no one wants to hang out with you, and you just say loads of bullshit. And then, mm. if any of it turns out to be true, then that makes you the guy forever. Yeah. But um, how do we know, even that it's not the government just telling us that they're fakes and they're actually real? Let's go one conspiracy deeper. Or let's go a conspiracy deeper than that and say, what if they're actually fakes but sent there by the government to make us... Uh, throw us off just so when we eventually see a real alien we'll think it's fake maybe it maybe it's may go even deeper maybe the aliens are coming in and planting mm. fake alien evidence yeah to fuck with us <laughs> to get us angry at some certain aliens so we you know start fighting those aliens when we get into space but not them oh. aliens oh my god oh, man they want us confused um, and you know, Jaime Malsan is confused. Um, yeah. So the so it's he Jaime Malsan is a Mexican man, and he presented this at a Mexican UFO hearing. Um, but these artifacts are from Peru. Hmm. But how did he get them? That's a good question. In fact, that is the question that the Peruvian government would like the answer to. Yeah. Um, because they are like, um, regardless of whether or not th- these are aliens, if these mm. are artifacts found in Peru, um, why don't we know about them? And how did you get them out of Peru? And can we have them back? Yeah. Uh, and so... Um, uh, Peru has launched a criminal probe into how uh, alleged non-human alien corpses that were displayed to the Mexican Congress were taken out of the country. Terrible. Who would have thought uh, that just pretending to have aliens would lead to so much trouble for you? Uh, Culture Min- uh, Independent UK reports, Culture Minister Leslie Ortuega said they were looking into how the pre-Hispanic bodies left Peru, adding that a criminal complaint has been filed against Mr. Malsan. Mr. Malsan, 70, insists he is innocent. I am not worried. I have done absolutely nothing illegal. 
Other than lie. <laughs> Other than lie. And steal artifacts. <laughs> yeah. Um, like. Yeah. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Stupid <laughs> fucking things. Yeah, man. It right, let's talk fun. about a bloody episode. I'm tired of bloody alien conspiracies. This isn't the X-Files. This is real life. Yeah, man. This is, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's talk about real life. Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. An episode of Star Trek. The real life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Should we, we talk about episode um, episode four of season four? I think it is. 404. Four by four. Um, something stolen, something green. Um, we'll do non-spoilers and then spoilers as per usual. Uh, what did you think of the episode, non-spoilery? It was all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got nice, you know, I like I like learning more about the Orions. Um, mm-hmm. I like getting a little window into into their society. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely interested to see how how this little slice of life of of Orion culture would translate to a live action depiction. Uh, I don't think it would very well, which, you know, no. think of how minimal we've seen of the, the Orions before, you know, we saw them in Strange New Worlds recently, I suppose, or mm-hmm. season one, but other than that, most fleshed out in Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flesh being right. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, very nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I thought it was, it's, it's a bit of a flat episode, but it's, it's one of my favorites so far of the season. Um, mm. because, you know, although my bugbear is always, there's an A plot and there's a B plot and then never the two shall meet. Um, at least the A plot in this focuses on a character that barely gets any attention rather mm-hmm. than just being focused on the two that, you know, constantly, uh, you know, it's their show. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm on board it for for that, and as you say, for the culture stuff with with the Orions. Mm-hmm. And I did laugh I, on the on the funniness meter. I, I did laugh at one point, um, or you know, more than one point. I would say. I think I laughed at a couple of bits. Yeah. 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 Mostly B plot, but yeah, had me laughing. Yes, I did laugh at the B plot. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Funny voices. Funny voices gets Funny voices. gets you every time. Classic. Every time, every time. Um, but should I do a, a what's a story, and then we can actually talk about the the funny mm-hmm. voices and who they were? Yeah. Um. So Tendi gets an invite to her sister De Erica's wedding. Um, Mariner and Talin tag along to see uh, Orion and observe its cultures. On Orion, Tendi is treated like royalty and finds out uh, her sister has been kidnapped before the wedding, which is an Orion custom, uh, which sets the trio out on a fetch quest to retrieve her. On the fetch quest, they go to an Orion nightclub uh, where Tendi plays a drinking game to get information, then on to a pheromone sex dungeon uh, where Tendi uses science to uh, counteract the pheromones and find out her sister is in a local ship graveyard. 
In the graveyard, they find De Erica, who kidnapped herself as a way to get Tendi to come home. They have a fight, uh, grievances and make up, with time enough to spare to hotwire the ship and get to the wedding. Meanwhile, in the Cerritos, Rubford and Boimler have been getting very close um, and are not really fighting until it comes to a bonsai plant. Um, they resolve their differences by cosplaying together as Mark Twain on the holodeck and coming to agreements there. When Captain Freeman and an alien can't agree on who gets to scan a nebula before it disappears, Boimler and Rutherford um, make them both dress as Mark Twain. Unfortunately, that doesn't work, but it does get uh, um, the alien eating the bonsai gets it to work. The end. Yay. Yay. Gets it to work. I'm really um, summing up these plots with, um, you know... <laughs> You you missed something out, and I don't think we've the, the other thing that we've that we've not actually talked about about yeah. this season, which is the um, show me what you got. The, yeah. The 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 weird the weird alien craft. Yeah, I I, I spoke about this on the um, mm. episodes one and two. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you want to do you want to start off with that since you haven't had your chance for that? Yeah. What the fuck is what's going on? So like we've yeah. had like so we had like Klingons, uh, we've had Romulans. Romulans. Now we've had yeah. Orions. I like like they're all starting off with like lower deckers, doing you know Klingons classic low you know lower deck stuff, but also like you know in the in the monoculture version of their of their race. So like the Klingon lower deckers are fighting over everything. The Romulan lower deckers are being sneaky and mm. talking about betraying everyone and who yeah. who they're going to double cross next. The Orions are talking about stealing shit, each stealing ideas. Yeah, Ste- just idea stealing theft. Everything. Idea you wouldn't theft, steal a like, car. <laughs> you wouldn't download IP. Yeah. <laughs> and then this big-ass ship... Uh, which constantly and, flies like this, but then rears and then, up, and then show me what you got. Um, yeah, pops up and and fucking blasts them. Mm. Uh, so what? What do you think it stuff. is? I don't know. I think it's interesting that like with the Klingon one, just rocks up. Boom. Mm. The Romulan one, it could see them, even though they were cloaked. When they're cloaked, yeah. Um. The Orion one, the Orions went up to it because they were going to do some pirate pirating. Yeah, pirate shit. Um, and then it blasts them. Yeah, and destroys um, them all with one hit. Um, goes through shields, that sort of stuff. But does it like it's weird because like this I, I did read a theory that it's not actually destroying it's destroying the ship but it's maybe not destroying the people. Mm, could be transporting them, I suppose. Could be transporting them. We have mm. seen a menagerie already this season in in lower decks. It could be doing. Have... Could be sucking them in because it's big, and there's apparently only one life form on it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it is. A life form. Where where do we know there was only one life form from it? I missed that. And the that. Klingons were like, I can only see one Ooh. life form aboard. Ooh, that backs um, up one of my theories that I've got also, written in front of me. Does it? Yeah. Um, but also, like the Klingons that we saw in that first episode, they were the guys from the the 
the from from we'd already seen them in a in another episode. Yeah. So it's like it feels weird to just kill kill that guy off. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I don't know. It's obviously going to be the sort of big bad of of the end of the season, I guess. Yeah. So I, I've I've had two theories on it really. One that it's like a you know the whale probe from um, Star Trek Four anyway, and this is and the fourth the, season and, and the the season intro and the season intro and the posters are very you know Star Trek Four like the previous posters were mm-hmm. Star Trek Three for previous season and whatever. So that was theory number one that it's some sort of you know almost benevolence doesn't know what it's doing. It's a um, it's an advanced civilization that doesn't know what it's doing by destroying the ships and it's searching, you know, it's a communication beam or something like that. Um, the second theory, which is more of an out there theory, is it's Badwood Boimler, you know, uh, Section 21 Boimler. Dun, dun, dun. Because well, we know he's doing? out there somewhere. What's he who, doing? Who knows? What's yeah. he up to? Yeah. What's he know. after? Oh no! Maybe he's um, two vixing them all. Yeah, I mean we're we're just coming up to the um, the Romulan star explosion supernova, so maybe mm. he's heading to. Well, I suppose you'd do the Romulans last then. Maybe he's heading there to to destroy their star. Um, maybe. But yeah, I do not know. But they were the they were the two theories that I had that it's, you know. It's a civilization that doesn't know that they're destroying someone and trying to communicate, or it's Badwood Boimler. Maybe. Who, who had another name, but I can't remember. Nah, Badwood is fine. I yeah. don't know, man. I've not got many theories. Um, I'm, you know, I can see, I can see like mass death at, at the scale of which it's it's being shown, not mm. quite fitting the vibe of lower decks. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, but, you know, hopefully, you know, the only thing I ask of the season finale is it doesn't end with a, a fleet being destroyed or nearly destroyed. Um, or an AI doing it. Yeah. Um, who do you think But if there's a next? life form Obviously on the we'll probe. Get... What? But if there's a life form on the probe, I guess it can't be AI. No. Um, with, who do you think we'll get next? Ferengi? We'll see some Ferengi lower deckers talking about. Uh, there is a Ferengi money. episode coming up, so maybe. Um, who who else who else would have a lower decks? Well, Ooh, what episodes some, have we got coming? Oh, maybe some Bajorans, Bajoran lower deckers talking about. Um, I'll 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 resist. <laughs> like, uh, like the, oh my god, the captains. The captain's being such a knob. Oh, we should we should rise up against him. Yeah. <laughs> we should. Uh, n- next episode is Betazoids, and the episode oh. after is Ferengi. Um, oh, so. so yeah. Well, maybe we'll we'll see like some Betazoids, just like I sense. Oh, that I'm... we're going to die. Oh, I can sense nothing. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> like. They're oh, all my, as my, good as Troy. My telepathy is being blocked by something. Yeah. 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 I sense it's going to shoot us. 
bang. Yes. Just as the beam starts. Yeah, as yeah. it's like powering up. Yeah. So yeah, that there was that to kick off with. Um but yeah, do you want to talk about what a plot first? I suppose it's the mo- more yeah, interesting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- isn't it nice to have a story about Tendy? Yeah, it's nice. Like uh, you know, it's nice to get like sort of filled in on like you know some of some of Tendy's stuff because like Tendy's obviously got like a lot of a lot of weird like she's got a lot of like cultural. She's sort of she's not like ashamed of her heritage of her culture, mm. but she definitely doesn't want to kind of you know she doesn't want to be seen as though like her culture kind of exemplifies her she is not yeah like she doesn't want just, to be a stereotype does she, she doesn't want to be a stereotype or riot mm. and then you find out like one of the reasons why is because like she is actually she was actually raised to be like the stereotype mm. orion like pirate queen yeah um and like yeah it's it's you know it's interesting yeah it's it's yeah i, I like it i like how um i also like how like orion culture because it's you know they're pirates they have their pirate culture and mm. i like seeing um just how much um Swash it's all over their culture yeah it's all over their culture like swash swashbuckling is yeah. is a heavy um it's 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 an important element of their heritage yeah like um uh they they and it's female led society as well yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's very a, um, matriarchal it's a matriarchy and the, um the fella is led down the aisle when it comes to the marriage and then it's oh, I swung him over the you know on a yeah, pirate, yeah. whatever. I swung him over the um, yeah. What you call and it? Like uh, but whatever. you know they're going, they're all going to like a, a sci-fi nightclub thing, and they're having weird pirate scorpion drinks. Yeah, love it, love it. It's like um, uh, not Quantum of Solace, uh, Skyfall all, all over again. Do you remember? Yeah. Bond having a scorpion, having a shot. Um, it's yeah, that man. all over again, isn't it? Classic pirate Caribbean nonsense. Let's let's yeah. go to a place and do something very dangerous because we could all die tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, um, the episode as well references uh, the Enterprise, you know, Bound and all that triple of mm-hmm. episodes um, in season four. And... Uh, we we hear that Tendi has been saying to Starfleet that Orions don't have pheromones. That's just a you know Mariner just thinks it's an excuse on why Archer got his ship taken over by free showgirls, <laughs> which you know is amusing. Which enough. happened? Yeah, which did happen. And it it ex- helps explain away why that isn't common knowledge as well. That um, you know stuff we learn in Enterprise isn't known in TOS and and all that. Because so, it was yeah. swept under the rug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you would. Yeah. Uh, the, um... Yeah, just all in all, like, I haven't got a lot of, like, critique or, or, mm. or much to say. Just, you know, it's fun. It was a fun episode. 
Yeah. Um, I love, I love, you know me. I love, I love to buckle a swash. Yep. Uh, and there was plenty of that going on, and the you know the fight scene with Tendi and her sister was fun. You know, ten you know her sister being like, you know, why why couldn't you be what the family wanted you to be? Because when you decided it, you didn't want to do it, I had to, which I and I'll never to live do. up to you. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's comp- complex. You know, complex motivations yeah. on her part. Uh, and I, I liked as well. Um, so in the in the two fetch quests and then the end quest to get to the marriage, um, you know the the episode's kind of about um, you know Tendi not wanting to be the stereotypical Orion and being Starfleet, and the end of the first fetch quest is her still having being able to drink like an Orion. Yeah. Um, the end of the second fetch quest is her having the Starfleet knowledge to, you know, science the shit out of anti pheromones, mm-hmm. and then the the third get to the marriage bit is a mix of them of being able to hotwire a car quickly because of being an Orion and dealing with a load of EPS conduits in yeah. the Federation. So it's a good. You know, I'm still um, Orion. I'm still Starfleet, and through them, I can do shit. So yeah, yeah. I really like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, like that's the thing, you know. She isn't, she isn't her heritage, you know. Mm. But it's it's still a part of her, you yeah. know. Each of us is a mixture of of where we came from and where we are now, man. Nurture, nature, it's all. That. It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit yeah. of both in it. It's a little bit yeah. of both. Um, I liked how her dad is called Bert. <laughs> yeah, and I think I I think I put the subtitles on, and it was Bert, you know, apostrophe Bert. Erica. <laughs> yeah, um, and another one was Nile. Yeah. <laughs> All um, fun. All uh, fun. What bit did you laugh at? Um. So I laughed more in the B plot, but in yeah. in this, uh, the Mariner getting stabbed. So she gets yeah, the blade thrown at her in the club and then she gets the blade thrown at her in um, the, the sex dungeon. Yeah. And then Tendi's De- Erica pulls out a blade and she goes, whoop, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hides yeah. behind a console and then it just, the first whip of it, it bounces and hits her again. And um, keeps getting in I, the same spot as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was relatively amusing. Um, um, I, I liked I liked the, the pheromone sex dungeon. And yeah. how like um, the the you know females pheromones are seen as as kind of a drug. Mm. I'm just a moanhead, man. Yeah, I was gonna say that Na- Nile calls himself a f- um, moanhead, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Aren't we all, buddy? Aren't we yeah. all? That's just life, boy. That's just life. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I thought it, it's. In my opinion, at least, it's it's one of the stronger A plots mm-hmm. um, for what it does track wise. Because yeah, yeah I, I tried Weird, to go. Weirdly, okay, what else happened this season? And forgot instantly. Yeah, weirdly enough, I I thought that like this episode kind of also forgoed, forgoed, forgone. I think forgoned, forgone did. This episode for Gondid, the um, having 
the A plot and B plot have similar themes. Yeah. Because, like, that was very, you know, the theme for the A plot was very, you know, you know, her- nature versus nurture, like you said. But then the, mm-hmm. the B plot wasn't about that at all. No, no. So let's, let's talk about the B then. So um, Rutherford, um, it's a good couple name for them. I, I don't know why they, they're so loved up when they, they live the same distance away from each other. Um, in the in the bunk corridor, yeah, I suppose, and and other people to talk to where they're just with each other constantly now. Um, mm-hmm. Little Boney, the plants, the bonsai tree. Um, because they kept calling it a bonsai. Yeah, a bonsai. Bonsai. That annoyed me. Yeah, I'll be, uh, that I feel like that maybe annoyed me a little bit more than it should have. <laughs> Uh, but yeah no like that's the thing I like you know I've had it before where you know I've lived with someone I've lived with a lot of people and sometimes Mm. there is a honeymoon period and then you know quite quickly after one thing they do or one thing I do starts getting on their nerves and then everything else just unravels but we didn't have the a a Mark Twain hollow novel to 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 repair the relationship um, yeah. No. Some great um, twin twains. That yeah, dog won't hunt. Yeah. Well, ma, well, I say, Mr. Clemens. Yeah. Mr. Clemens. Well, as a senate has been split in twain. <laughs> yeah. I I do like that, and I I do like when they you know called up to the bridge, and then they've gone. Wow, let let's use our knowledge, and you think maybe it'll work out. You know, it's Star Trek; it's teaching us a lesson, and you think maybe it'll work out for for this alien. And then I I did do so. I I laughed at the accents, obviously, with Boimler and Rutherford, and then I laughed at um, when the alien shouting. And like, whoa, you're supposed to put on a southern accent. And he's like, I'm from this place. That is a southern accent to me. Yeah, I have a southern accent. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of that um, line from Doctor Who when Billy Piper's like, mm. if you're an alien, how come you sound like you're from up north? And he's just like, lots of planets have a north. Yeah. Uh, but not all. Um, not all. Yeah. I laughed when they were saying... Um, like after that alien eats their bonsai tree and they're like we worked so hard to 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 look after that plan cuz i was like why <laughs> but yeah <laughs> bonsais are not hard <laughs> to do no bonsais are very hard to do to what? to to keep them going for years bonsais are very hard like um you just spray no it but and like clip them. Yeah, it's the it's the clipping them and keeping them living for a hundred years that's the hard bit. Bonsais. Bonsai I had a bonsai living for like four years. I only don't have it now because I had to very quickly move out of that flat all of a sudden. That's because you didn't have a Samuel Clements holiday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't have a Samuel Clements to go and hash it out with the uh, with the um, with the letting agent. Yeah. 
But you you see people who like um, breed bonsais and it's like a hundred years and they're clipped and it looks like a, a forest but miniature. It looks like someone's doing um, building miniatures for Star Wars because they all take on when you crossbreed them or whatever crossbreed whatever it is with plants. Um, it looks like a forest but scaled to like one fifty of its size. Cool, cool bonsais. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not living. I'm not living more than fifty years from now to to make a bonsai forest that I'm never going to see. It's not um, even like that adage of you know people plant um, you know seeds so the younger generation can sit under them. Who's going to sit under a bonsai tree? What is this? A tree for ants? For ants? Back back to the bee then. Um, I, I do like that. Uh, the captain banned them from the Twain program, so now they're they are matching Mozart's rather than uh, twin Twains. Yeah. Good. What dogs? Yeah. C- continuing the the long tradition of um, of of Starfleet officers actually being massive nerds and massive total nerds. huge dorks from yeah. from Pavel Chekhov. To Wesley Crusher, uh, to uh, who was a massive to Julian Bashir, yeah, to Kirk's a massive nerd, massive nerd to the whole cast of of Discovery and like half of half of the characters in uh, in Strange New Worlds. Starfleet is is mostly filled with uh, dweebs. Of nerds, standard nerds. Yeah, bog standard As... nerds that have been given combat training. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, message or point of the episode? Then we, um, we kind of d- talked about one before, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You are, you know, uh, nature plus nurture equals person, mm. and um, I guess for the B plot, like. Uh, you know, riverboats are cool. <laughs> See, I, I talking with a talk, talking with a with outrageous a, southern accent. Gro- talking with a with a southern gentleman's accent is fun, yeah. and it is. You cannot deny it, people out there. You cannot deny it. I, I do it at home. Gentlemen in my family, and yeah. uh, and I'll tell you what. They're, they're, my my uncle Bo, uh, in in Louisiana, he knew He's how to channel. spin a yarn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so messages I got I got um from the A plot. Uh, you are who you choose to be, considering Talin says it directly. And oh, um, I missed from the A plot. To Lynn, when Tendy says, you're not going to put this in your report, are you? And to Lynn goes, you know, it would be unethical to, um, you know, collect data without a subject's consent and throws it away. Good. Good. Good good scientific um, methodology yeah. there. Yeah. Good scientific and th- ethics. And then for the B plot, I had, you can reach common ground by be- being willing to have uh, a different point of view. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, that was the other thing for the B plot. Like 
you know, you can, you can sometimes like, you know, you can work really hard on something for a long period of time. Like you can maintain a bonsai or you can, you can try to multiple tacts to try and, um, to, to, to try and do a diplomacy, to try and reach a common ground with someone. But Mm. sometimes the, the thing that you're working hard on is stupid and pointless and you should give up. You're so against bonsai trees. So against no, them. No, I'm just saying, like, it's perfectly fine. But, like, sometimes it's stupid and it's not important. And maybe you should just feed the bonsai to the person. And maybe instead yeah. of... Maybe instead of... Maybe instead of trying to reach an accord with someone and try and talk, talk it out... Um, maybe th- that person just needs to eat something. Yeah, it's very much um, maybe foreign um, viewers and listeners won't get it, but the Snickers advert of "You're not yourself when you're hungry." Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you're not. He's, you, like you know, try a different Snickers. tech. Like you say, yeah. if if that's not working, try something else. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, how about we we journey on to the um, the very short treks for this week then, which was yeah, an episode called Worst Contact, I believe. Yeah, but uh, these short treks are getting stupider. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I think it definitely says something about me that like I'm I'm enjoying them more. <laughs> they really? go by. So like this episode was like first contact with a race of aliens who just wipe bogeys on everything. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like, um, have no sort of, um, or none, none that we see, any any sort of uh, diplomacy about how they act or whatever. Um, yeah. No, no yeah. Um, societal gripes about bodily yeah. fluids. Mm. And <laughs> terrible smells, because it, then yeah. it goes on to... And we're just going to microwave this fish. Yeah, we're going to and microwave. We'll come on to the Enterprise fish. and microwave yeah. fish for everyone. Um, the, yeah. So this series started with like an episode about plays on words and and aphorisms, um, and then went on to like a deconstruction mm. of slapstick humor. Yeah, and then just five minutes of bogey jokes. <laughs> Yeah, and that it still has a lot of like uh, the animated series like in jokes in there. Yes, um, a lot, uh, and and picks upon like they are so this beautiful. is set. This is set on the um, on the Enterprise D, and it's it's yeah. Will Riker and Bev for the most part, uh, as the people we know. And, you know, it picks, it calls Will Bill at some point, which is a mistake from uh, TNG season one that mm-hmm. they just keep riding through. Yeah. You know, it had Saru in the wrong costume last week. So th- they are made by someone who, at least to some extent, knows Star Trek to a degree. Yeah. But yeah, knows for, the for me, these are just like... Is a bit naff. Yeah, yeah. But for me, these are like one-note jokes extended out yep. um, for five minutes. You know, yeah. it, it's 
it's like the opposite of the quick humor that Lower Decks um, sometimes has. It's like real slow, dumb humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They are getting dumber and dumber. And like, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of talk online of like, pe- a lot of people were really excited for these short tracks and they're, they're kind of disappointed. Um, yeah. And I'm like, why? Why are you disappointed? Like, wh- what were you yeah. expecting? I mean, pe- people could have been expecting the normal short tracks, you know, that it, are just a, a story but shorter. Yeah. So. Like the trouble with Edward was um, an interesting one on Tribbles. There was the one about the attack on Mars from the yeah. the Martian uh, children' point of view. You know they could have been expecting that, but the second uh, the guy from what's that short that you like? Too many cooks. Too many cooks brought on. You know we should have should have lost that. The ma- just... the main thing I'm disappointed in is they didn't bring on Gazelle automations or whatever it was the people who yeah. animated voyager the animated series and, yeah. and that yeah well you know maybe maybe um maybe maybe gazelle animations got an offer and they were like no i'm they not couldn't refuse I'm, I'm, yeah i'm not getting i'm not getting paid fuck all to do animations in a really toxic environment thank you yeah <laughs> it it I, I I need to look up the company that's doing it because you know I I can be slightly libelous in when I when I don't know I'm not libelous but for all we know this was farmed out to um, you know China or something like that for for very cheap animation work because let's face it it's not like they have to do hard animation. <laughs> let's have a look. Yeah, I know, right? It, just, it's pretty much what the original TAS was, you know, and all those series that look the exact same where you know. Forget about um, one frame being used or doubled up or anything like that. It's one frame goes on for maybe two or three seconds in some cases. Hmm. So yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they went to Gazelle and said, "Do you want to do this for no money?" Because um, if they didn't, uh, harsh. oh, just like, do you want to do it for some money, and we'll be yeah. stood over your shoulder, staring at you the whole time. Yeah. Oh, awesome ink. Awesome ink. Headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. But where are your people, awesome ink? Its clients include Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, Nick, um, Wilden and Kennedy, never heard of them, uh, WB and Marvel. So doesn't look like it's a uh, cheapo studio. No. I might have to bite my tongue. Yeah. But it it hasn't won me over uh, as of as of yet anyway. Um but there's time. But there's time. There's always time. I know there's a lower deck episode coming up that's in the lower deck style, so um you know, we'll see about that one. I'm sure it'll be fine. Either way, like the rest it of just it. put it's fine. It's fine. it's fine. It just puts a, a bad taste in my mouth as well when they, they put up the end title card and it's like, Star Trek, you know, celebrating 50 years of animation on Paramount Plus. Go watch the animated series or go watch if, Lower Decks. What if, what if they had like a first contact with like 
with some aliens, and they were into, like, bogeys and stuff. (laughs) But why don't they mention Prodigy? It's, you know, stupid. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. It's it's fine. It's just a dumb TV show anyway. Um, Yeah, man. But, yeah. Um... But that might be it that I have yeah. to say this week. Um, so, yeah, it, it's time for the usual. So if we say like, subscribe, uptick, yeah, comment. listen, pass to a friend, comment, um, um, show your butler, uh, show put it on butt. repeat. Yeah. Send, send even pictures of your butt. Yeah, man, um, and I will send you back a critique. Yeah. Five out of ten, not enough crack. There we go. Yeah, man. <laughs> eight, and, out of, uh, eight out of ten, um, nice landscaping. Yes, yeah. <laughs> is that shaved or nerd? <laughs> what is it? Is it nerd? I don't know. Um, I don't know. No. Um so yeah, and and follows on the socials and all that. Um, so it's just time for for Ethan to say, uh, "Live long and prosper, you motherfuckers!" And um, peace and long life, double dumbasses.